Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves win over the Portland Trailblazers. Marty Geller of Valley Sports North joins the show to break down the game. The Lockdown Wolves postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. Marty Gellner, Valley Sports North is with me to break down the Timberwolves win over the Trailblazers. And Marty, this is, I mean, two in a row after losing six straight, obviously. This was a really fun game. The Timberwolves led for much of the first two and a half quarters or so. And uh, I think turned in a really solid all-around performance in in this one in, in general. I agree. It was energetic again for the second game in a row. The defense was good. The rebounding was up there. The playmaking, Anthony Edwards took it over in the fourth quarter. The crowd even was, I mean, it's been snowing in the Twin Cities area for like 48 hours. And yet people made their way downtown and were pretty enthusiastic. And there seems to be a lot of energy back at Target Center because it had been missing for a couple of weeks. So very good to see. Good to see that happen that quickly, too. I mean, it was just Saturday that we were talking about rock bottom and losing to the Pistons. And, um, you know, now two straight wins against good teams, likely playoff teams in the West that, you know, both teams above 500, Denver and Portland. But in general, for for my money, I think the biggest takeaway, I, the biggest takeaway I had was the defensive game plan overall, I thought was really impressive when the Wolves played Portland in Portland twice, uh, three weeks ago or so. Damian Lillard really dominated those games. He had, one of the two yes. games was closer. The other one was more of a blowout. And Lillard, like one game, he had 15 free throw attempts, was 15 to 15 at the line. The other game, he had like 11 made threes. And it was like whatever the Wolves did, you know, if you play drop against Damian, he shoots threes. If you play up on him, he gets past you. And in this game, I thought the Wolves mixed it up a little bit. And early in the game, we're pretty aggressive, especially when Luca Garza was on the floor. And we can talk more about his game. Um, but with Rudy on the bench with a couple early fouls, the Wolves were aggressive defensively. They forced uh, Portland to, you know, they forced the ball out of the hands of Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard. And I thought the Wolves defensive game plan was was really strong. Yeah, Chris Finch praised the defense after the game, too. And just I think having Torian Prince in the lineup was really big just because he does so many different things. And when you're talking about defense like you are, Ben, he he plays hard defense and he will guard almost anyone on the court and he was diving for loose balls um finch pointed out him going for 50 50 balls like they don't keep a stat on that victorian prince he thought tried to track down every one of them and so I, I feel like sometimes you just get a guy like that and suddenly everyone has to raise their own level of play to meet that standard and it was like there was an adjustment Jim Peterson talked about on the cast of moving Rudy back down to the baseline because the guards were actually, they were doing a good job against Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard. Those two did not have great shooting nights and whatever adjustments the wolves continually made throughout the game worked def- defensively. And there have not been many games this season when we have said that from start to finish praising the Wolves defense and the defensive efforts just in general. But tonight we, we can, we confidently can. Yeah. And their flexibility to play different coverages because they did play a great deal, you know, yep. of, of drop still with Gobert on the floor. And we saw that actually not, you mentioned the adjustment that Jim Peterson mentioned on the broadcast 
the Timberwolves were getting beat badly. I mean, they were up, uh, you know, around 10 points, eight, 10 points or so early in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden it was like Lillard was getting in the paint at will, shooting floaters. Gobert was getting beat off the dribble and he just, it was, he was on an island constantly. And then as, as you mentioned uh, that, that Jim Pete mentioned, they made the adjustment to, you know, put Rudy basically guarding the player in the corner. We saw Utah do this a lot in the past. And then Kyle Anderson was guarding the screener typically. And then as the roller would roll to the basket, Rudy would tag out essentially or tag into the paint and then pick up the roller, try and guard the ball handler. And that was effective down the stretch early in the game. It was a lot of, a lot more aggressive kind of blitzing the pick and roll playing at the level, like what they did a lot more of last season. And Luca Garza was really mobile. And and he, I was impressed with his ability to both kind of trap the ball handler and then get back into the play, you know, pick up his man in the paint and the Wolves as a team, it wasn't just Garza, it was everybody it was kind of scrambling and, and picking up the right guys and the coverages. They weren't dropping those coverages, right? They played hard. Uh, they knew what the coverages were and they executed um, in multiple coverages uh, throughout the game. Yeah, and that's not always something that a team can do easily. And it's definitely not something that the Wolves have done easily throughout the season. And you just you mentioned a minute ago the two games that the Wolves played in Portland for 10th and 12th. And they couldn't do anything right defensively because obviously you key on Damian Lillard as they did. And the first game he drives and they foul him a ton. And the second game he he's hitting these incredible three-pointers and they can't get out there fast enough. And he just picked them apart. Whatever choice the Wolves made, they chose wrong. And tonight, whatever choice the Wolves made was right. And a lot of it was because of the execution and the effort. They were just, they were there. The Wolves played better defensively when they switched coverages, when they switched personnel, whatever Chris Finch asked this team to do, they did it really well. And hopefully this is eye-opening for the team that they can see like, oh, this, look at what we just did and the players that we held down, how difficult we made it. I mean, Damian Lillard does not have an efficient shooting night and it is credit in large part to all the defense and name the guy up and down the lineup. I'm hoping this is more of what we'll see going forward for the Wolves. Yeah. And we should mention in the first half, we talked about Lillard not being very efficient and Simon's being relatively quiet um, compared to what he typically does. And in the first half, those those two combined Dame and Simon's for only 11 points in the first half of this game, Jeremy Grant had 20 and that's why Portland was still within, I think seven at halftime. But um, then Simon's gotten into foul trouble and, and Lillard came on a little bit as we talked about, but in general, yeah, like this, this, this is a team you have to try different things against because it is a pick your poison situation. They're such a good offensive team. Um, and, uh, you mentioned Torian Prince. I don't want to go any, any longer in the show without talking a little bit more about Torian because I mean, he's, he missed what 20 games with the shoulder yeah. injury came back, uh, had a nice first stint and then was a big part of the wolves kind of stymieing that Blazers run in the second half. He finished with 11 points on five of six shooting and took a big charge down the stretch, uh, made a really tough three pointer in the corner, kind of a step back three fade away. He had a really nice layup. Like it, it looked like he, there was no missing a beat for Torian Prince. And this was kind of like the perfect Torian Prince game. You talked about all the things he does in terms of, you know, guys kind of leading or him leading by example and guys kind of falling in line and be like, okay, so Torian Prince is, you know, he's doing the things that we need to be doing. He's, you know, picking up you know, help defense and he's hustling back in transition. He's not arguing foul calls. Like, I mean, he had five fouls called on him in this game and I don't think he, he, he set a pretty good example of like, Hey, I'm just going to keep playing hard and I'm going to do my job. And Torian Prince had a fantastic game that, and, yeah. and, you know, we have to, we have to acknowledge that. He was really good and really noticeable. And I, 
I just took it in for a moment too when he checked in at the scores table because he was, I think he checked in during a free throw. So fans had that extra five or 10 seconds or whatever. And they were on top of it. They knew he was standing there waiting to check in. Half of them were standing up. Most of them were cheering. Like it was a noticeable difference. We're talking about a bench guy who plays 20 minutes a game, but he plays 20 hard minutes a game and he plays the right way. And he did take that late charge, which was huge. He took two in the game, just in general. He makes the kind of plays that just, they they make people cheer for him and pull for him. There was a basket that he hit down the stretch of the game, and it was in front of the Wolves bench. And his little celebration and reaction, and the, the bench player's reaction to him, it was like a, like a five-second rager party for how excited they were to have him back on the court, have him making an impact, have him happy. You could tell in that moment what that guy means to the team and what kind of a leader he is and what kind of a respect he has from the rest of the players for them to be that happy in that one little moment. And then you spread it out through the course of his 20 plus minutes in the game. He made a huge difference tonight. Having TP back. Yeah, that's big for the Wolves. Let's talk about our title sponsors of the postcast tonight. That's our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur sports league out there from pro football to, I guess, now the college football playoff next week, plus college and pro basketball, really any sport. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline, too. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to their website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Um, another thing I want to talk a little bit about was I thought the Wolves did a really good job of like Portland does a great job at getting to the line, and they did get to the line a bunch of this game. They had forty-one free, or excuse me, forty-two free throw attempts. The Wolves got to the line thirty-six times themselves, and that hasn't been a calling card of the Wolves quite as much as it was last season. Um, but I thought. As a team, the Wolves were aggressive offensively, trying to get into the paint. They did win points in the paint in this game, which they should have against a team like Portland. But they were also getting to the line. And even though Portland had more free throw attempts and more makes, I thought the Wolves at least eating into that advantage in a game where they were even in terms of three-point makes and had that edge in in the paint, they needed to get to the line to, to win this game, and they did that. Yeah, they needed to be aggressive, and I feel like it was Anthony Edwards when they needed a bucket or when they needed physicality. He's just been so much better since, I mean, maybe maybe it's since Carl Anthony Towns went out in that game at Washington, but his determination to get into the paint, to allow contact, to welcome contact, has been pretty evident. Rudy Gobert was going to the free-throw line in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, this... That was a big part of it. And I also want to take us back just to the first half real quick and give a nod to Luca Garza because we haven't seen a lot of him this season. He only played two and a half minutes in the second half, but he had 13 points in the first half. And I think maybe he played 11 minutes, something like that. I I couldn't believe you. You mentioned something about his uh, quickness defensively, and that's been a knock on on Garza on why he wasn't drafted higher and why the NBA was kind of meh on him. And he was a heralded college player. And a lot of it was because he's not very fast. He's not very fast laterally. He's not quick. He's not. Man, we saw him handle the ball. We saw him put spin moves on. uh, I'm not saying, well, he's the new starting setter. 
but he can play in the league. Yeah. He's earning some minutes. I thought that was a, just a wonderful little revelation out of the last couple of days, and in particular tonight's game was Luca Garza. Yeah, he had that one post move. It was a drop step on like the right block. I forget who was defending it. It was a much smaller player, but it was the move was so like uh, at first glance, it's like oh, it's a simple post move, but it was such a quick drop step that it was it was impressive how nimble he was. And I think that was one of the the stories of summer and and into training camp and into you know when he was with the Iowa Wolves is the weight he'd lost to try and be more quick and nimble on his feet yes. defensively, especially, but that comes through offensively too. He hit his first three, I believe in a Timberwolves uniform. Yep. I think it was his first one. Um, so yeah, I mean, great first quarter performance, especially from Garza. And I, I think that like, that was a huge, at that point in the game, Gobert goes out with two fouls. Delo's not scoring and he didn't really score at all in this game. Uh, he only had nine points on like six shots. Uh, and, struggled to start the game. Like he wasn't shooting the ball well at all early again in this game um, and came on late. So the wolves needed a little bit of a pick me up and they actually yes. called like four or five post up plays. They called plays for Garza because he was perfect from the field and he, it was working and he was getting fouled. And the Blazers at one point were essentially doubling him in the post because that the wolves just kept calling post ups for Garza um, real quickly. I, I want to go back to Ant. he's, I mean, we're, we go back the bat, the past, 10, 12 games, really actually since the last, when the Wolves played Portland. Um, since then, he scored, uh, actually the two games after Portland, he only scored 19 points in each of those. But since then, he scored 23 or more points in every game. He scored 30 or more points four times in the last nine games. And now he's on a streak where he scored, uh, he scored 29 or more in the last three. The rebounds too, he's only had less than six rebounds once in the last 10 games. Um, just the activity level of Ant, and of course he had that hard fall, you know, a little less than a week ago now. But he's still playing hard offensively, coming on strong at the end of games, fighting through any fatigue that might be there, soreness, et cetera. I don't know if it's taking him longer to loosen up, but he's played so much better at the end of the last couple of games. And his activity on the glass to me is, is also really encouraging. Yeah, we showed his um, scores by quarter tonight, and it was, I don't remember it offhand, the six, seven, seven, eight, something like that. And then the fourth quarter, 13. And it, in a close game, too. So this was Ant, like, with however you want to label it, save, save your best for last or uh, get everybody else going and then get yours. However he did it, whatever his method and mindset was, he was so good again tonight. And the scoring has been tremendous, but you said it too, the rebound, it's the assist. It's the him making sure he is contributing to every part of the game and not just being a scorer and especially the way he was getting his points through the first month six weeks of the season was a lot of iso threes like like as soon as he got the ball dribble for six seven seconds and take a three-pointer and he has done that very infrequently in the last month month and a half it's been a totally different style of play and it's been really effective this is uh, this might be Ant having taken the the next step right here in this just stretch of games since um, let's see Carl went out it was like November twenty eighth of Thanksgiving week I think at Washington and that was when it started to, to click in for Ant a lot of it by necessity but man has he responded to it it's been awesome yeah I talked about Ant a little bit more extensively actually on today's on uh, Wednesday's Lockdown Wolves episode about about these last twelve games or so and how it's pretty reminiscent of 
like mid February, basically through the playoffs last year, right? Like late mid yeah. late February, March, April, when all of a sudden it was like, okay, Ant's here. He's ready to be an all star. Like if he had played like that, like those two months earlier in the year, he would have been an all star. We hadn't quite seen that except for a couple games here and there this year. And now this block of now he's stacking these great performances on top of each other. And this is a bigger and bigger sample size that looks a lot like what we saw late last season. And if he plays like this the rest of the year, which is obviously a big if, but if if this is that next step, I mean, everyone was kind of waiting for that, you know, John Morant-like third-year, you know, leap for Ant. And this certainly looks like it could be that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is the Timberwolves bench in this game. Really good bench performance. I mean, obviously getting Torian Prince back helps a lot. Um, but... You know, no Nas Reed still, and um, you know, just Brent Forbes uh, was out, yeah, yeah, and no Brent Forbes, but a really solid all around bench performance. We talked about guards, we talked about Prince, but I thought Jalen Noel was pretty good. Um, I thought Austin Rivers was really good. He actually had, um, for what it's worth, the best individual plus minus of any player on the Timberwolves in this game. Austin Rivers did and played some key minutes when Russell was sitting because of some issues he had during this game defensively, I think mostly. Um, a little bit of foul trouble to Jaden McDaniel. So River, River saw some extended run, had seven points and five assists, like just a solid all the way around performance by all four guys that played off the bench. And Austin was a plus 17, I want to say. Yep. And with scoring seven points and leading yep. the team in plus minus, I mean, that, that tells you that the work he was doing outside of scoring was really significant. And Chris Finch went out of his way to point that out. Uh, for Austin Rivers tonight and talked about his really good defense in particular on uh, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons and just like another guy that you, you get Torian Prince out there, you get Austin Rivers out there and suddenly you see this and you see what it looks like and you see the standard and then if you're slacking or lacking on defense, you have to you have to pick it up. These guys are out there showing you how to do it what needs to be done, the effort level you have to have. And I feel like there's more accountability for that when you have the guys on the court who can do it and you don't have to just talk about it. And, and now you see the results. I mean, look at the guy who led your team in plus minus and had only seven points tonight because he affected the game significantly and it wasn't by scoring. Yeah, all, all the way around, a really nice win for the Wolves. A couple of wins, you know, go figure. They lose to Detroit in bad fashion. Saturday, they beat two playoff teams, and then now the Clippers come in Friday. Of course, they have to stack good performances against good teams on top of each other because then, looking ahead, a couple winnable road games, and who knows what happens, you know, if, if the trend continues where they play to the competition, hopefully that's not the case, but at Houston Sunday at Detroit next Wednesday. So that's the upcoming schedule. Of course, we go live after every Timberwolves game, about 45 minutes following the game on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube page. Uh, you can also find the feeds, the audio of all these episodes on the Lockdown Wolves podcast feed. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find these postcasts with Marnie and myself. Uh, we'll catch you on Friday. A big thank you for listening. A big thank you for watching. And we'll see you then.